This episode is powered by Safety FM. In this episode, we're going to just talk a little bit about how you would critically think on what to do with the emergency loans and the small business loans that have come about uh, because of this COVID-19 situation. Uh, just as a disclaimer, even before we even get into this, I'm not a financial expert. That's not my expertise at all. I'm not going to talk about my personal choices. We're just going to look at some critical thinking regarding this and how I'm kind of... Uh, how am I deciphering what to do here? Now, this is going to be a U.S.-based topic because I do not know the options that are available for those of you that are listening to me in other countries. And I'm truly just going through the uh, information that was from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and that information and then also uh, just anything that's coming up through the IRS and public source information. So this is nothing coming in from anywhere other than that. So this is just a conversation that I figured I should have uh, on how to critically think through some of the things that are coming up. And I don't know, it's, uh, as you guys all know, life has changed quite a bit, especially for us in America, because we've never actually gone through a situation like this in a long, long, long time. But uh, truly, if we get an understanding of what is out there, what's available, how do we keep our, our business solvent for a little while until we start making money out other ways, uh, this is going to be a, a critical thinking exercise. All right, so with that said, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. And when we do come back, we'll come back to just me and you talking over some of these things that we have available to us as far as loans and uh, unemployment or anything else that is possible for small businesses like ours. Be right back. SafetyConsultant.us group is a group that is set up for other people that are safety consultants and those that want to be safety consultants. A resource site that will give you the ideas that you need for growing your business, such as teaching resources, because you got to be a teacher when you're out there. And that's going to be part of your base for growing your clients. Get, get your tops so that we have OSHA compliant top topics, including written programs and assessments that you could use for getting your business going. And also, it's a group community of other people that are doing what you're doing as a safety consultant. Welcome back to the show. So I just want to thank you for listening. And before we dig in, I truly were going to just say that I am, again, not a financial planner. I'm not a CPA. All I am is an independent contractor like yourselves that are just looking for different options as to what to do now uh, with the COVID-19 situation. So I'm kind of thinking of this more of a critical thinking exercise than anything else. So there's no advice in any way. I'm just saying you have to make the choice for yourself and your family. Uh, and this is just how I would go about critically thinking. And actually, this is how I am going about critically thinking for myself and for my situation. 
So first and foremost, I always have to go back to what's my end goal. And uh, truly my end goal for, for everything is first and foremost, I want to make sure that I can maintain my lifestyle with my business and being my own boss and to just I love this lifestyle. I love the flexibility of it. I love what it is allowing me to do right now. And truly that is my why. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I want to maintain that why. So that's the first thing that I really want to look out for for me. So in critical thinking for yourselves, again, we're going back to a few episodes ago when I asked about, you know, what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you want to become your own boss? So that's the first thing. Think about what is your why? And that can then become your goal, your target. And you might do that in a price tag, meaning uh, I live in a house, there's my mortgage, and uh, here is what we need for groceries and uh, utilities and all that stuff and work it backwards as into, you know, how much do I need to make in a month? Uh, That could also be that. Uh, thought process. The other thought process is easy, uh, or should say not easy, but it's also trying to figure out, well, yeah, here's my living expenses, here extra I need, and here's what we truly have coming in, meaning your salary, your spouse's salary, your uh, whatever the household income is, uh, including what you're doing as far as selling products. Uh, Lisa Tapp in a couple of episodes ago was mentioning how important it is for us consultants to also have some sort of product available for times when you don't have clients. And uh, that's truly one of the other things. So you have to think, well, how much hustle can I do? How much hustle is going to help me during this time that is going to bring back a return? Who is still hiring? Who is still, uh, where can I make money? That's that's the thought process too. So that's going to let you know what your deficit is, deficit is, and how can you fill that get, uh, deficit. So here is uh, one of the things that's that's out there right now. So right now uh, in the U.S., there's a big big deal about I believe it was two trillion dollars. It was an economic stimulus package being signed for us. And uh, there is a paycheck program, uh, protection program out there. So your qualifications, you'll have to go into the paycheck protection program, look that up. And if you decide to do borrowing there, you want to make sure that you are uh, fill out all the criteria for it. I'm looking at the paperwork. It's one, two pages of an application and then two pages of instruction. So it's really not a, a robust document at all. Uh, the sections is first uh, application of ownership. It says list all owners of 20% or more of the uh, equity of this application and attach a uh, separate sheet if necessary. So if you have more than two owners, because they're giving you uh, two slots there, then you're going to need to print out another one of these. And from there, it's asking owner name, title, percentage owns, your actual social security number, and the address. And then uh, working your way down, Oh, that's after the the calculation you got to do. There's a calculation that says your average monthly payroll and 
there's a couple other things that is going to affect your your loan request is really what it boils down to and uh, the purpose of the loan is going to be either payroll lease slash mortgage interest utilities and then other and you have to explain what that other is so that's the top of the form and then the next thing you got uh, some questions there that is uh, four quick questions that's basically want to make sure that you're you're eligible and it says uh, at the end of those four question, uh, quick questions, if questions five or six are answered yes, the loan will not be approved. And then that's the second part. So uh, the second part, those two questions, if you're uh, saying yes to those two questions, I'm going to read them to you in a second, then that means your loan will not be approved. So I'm going to start there. So number five, this is question number five after you check out the eligibility questions and it says if the applicant and in parentheses if an individual or an individual owning 20% or more of equity of the applicant subject to an indictment criminal information arraignment or other means which formal criminal charges are brought in any jurisdiction or presently incarcerated or on probation or parole if you say yes to that you're ineligible question number six the big one within the last five years for any penalty uh, felonies has the applicant in parentheses again if an in individual or any owner of the applicant has been convicted pleaded guilty pleaded no low contest i guess that would be it says nolo contendere, so I would imagine that's no contest, I don't know. That's whoever knows the legalese, you might have to figure that one out for me. Uh, been placed on pretrial diversion or been placed on any form of parole or probation, including probation before judgment. If you say yes to that question, automatically you are not eligible for this loan. And again, this is the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, this is again, two, just two forms. The first form is just basically uh, making the calculation of how much you're willing to borrow, why, or asking to borrow, why do you need the money? And then they're uh, asking some prequal questions. Page two of this thing is pretty much your certification saying that uh, you are certifying that everything that you are about to sign to at the very end of page two is that you're signing off that it is true and that it's supposed to be uh, or basically not only supposed to be but it is what it is what you say it is so that is the first one so if you do employ people and i interviewed a bunch of people who are safety professionals and they actually have employees too and i think of those that have site safety management and you go out and you have a couple of different uh 1099 miscellaneous employees or your actually own employees that uh, you send to different locations and they do inspections and they do the functions of a full-time safety officer so they're your parole or excuse me your payroll employee then this might be a good option for you so again it's a loan you're uh, you want to make sure and this is a borrower application form that I told you guys about I'm looking for the number here 
I do not see the number, but again, it's Paycheck Program Protection Program, and it's a borrower application form. So from those things, uh, you're you know going to have to pay it back. How much you have to pay back? There are some um, some just different thoughts to that there's some things that will make it where you don't have to pay back the loan but i believe there's a, a top percentage that they say you still have to pay back but um i'll have to leave that to you and your uh, whoever your accountant is to figure that part out so the other thing i'm going to look at here is the coronavirus emergency loan small business guide and checklist and this is coming from the u.s chamber of commerce and they started out by saying the coronavirus aid relief and economic security cares act so that's the the acronym c-a-r-e-s corona aid relief economic security act allocates 350 billion to help small businesses keep workers employed amid pandemic and economic downturn so uh, this is also known as the Payment Protection Program, PPP. And uh, initial initiative provides 100% federal guaranteed loans to small businesses. So I gave you the application first, and that again, two-page application. So here's uh, the guidance that you can get, and you have to go to treasury.gov. And this is the last paragraph of that introduction section. Says small businesses and sole proprietors can begin applying on April 3rd, which is already passed as the time of this recording. And then the independent contractors and self-employed individuals can apply beginning April 10th. So basically, if you have a 1099 miscellaneous uh, and that's how you can show the income, you are considered a self-employed individual or independent contract. If you're a small business that you have your own LLC or S-Corp or sole proprietorship, whatever you have there, uh, then you're on the small business side. You know, I'm, I'm actually both. I have, you know, a business that is on the small business side and then I do get 1099 miscellaneous work too. So I would technically qualify for both, you know, but uh, truly, you know, you got to really start thinking again, what do you need the money for? How much do you need? This is a loan. It's not just going to be given to you. So therefore, you know, how much can I get indebted for? And that's all the questions that are going to be critically going through your mind during this time. So uh, it says you can apply through an existing small business association 7a lender so if you do have a small business association in your location uh, they're the ones to talk to on this one or if you have a bank credit union system uh, that is approved for sba 7a lending uh, then that means they're probably the ones you want to talk to. I would kind of go to them and tell them your needs, tell them what you're, you're looking for. And for me, I know in my area, they're finally going to where you have to make an appointment to get to the banker so that they don't have so many people in the, in the uh, bank itself because of social distancing. So you make your appointment, you show up, and they only allow a certain amount of people into the bank uh, for whatever business transaction it is. I am been garbed up with uh, my face mask everywhere I go, as well as my gloves. I don't know if you guys are doing that now or 
or not, but the CDC for the U.S. is recommending that you wear some sort of facial covering, and I've been doing it. I have a couple of N95s that I used to show uh, use for training purposes, uh, and I have a, you know some that I always kept with me just in case. So I'm using those right now, and then also uh, got some gloves. Oh man, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> shipping and handling and all this stuff, prices have gone up. And I've been getting stuff from Sam's Club, I've been getting stuff from Amazon, and man, some of the prices. I just saw, as a sidebar, an N95 two-piece mask set on eBay, because I've been scouring everything, $230 that they're selling a two-piece uh, N95 mask set. And basically, it's just a package you could have got from Home Depot, you know, a few months ago for, you know, less than, what, five bucks. And they had 37 bidders on this thing, 230-something bucks. I was like, wow, just, just insane gouging too man that's just not not moral in my opinion there we go my opinion uh, this program is going to be open till June 30th 2020 so it says apply as soon as possible and again I'm reading from uh, this is a small business guide and checklist and it was updated April 1st 2020 from the US Chamber of Commerce so here is again who's eligible and I'm just going to read this towards your critical thinking a small business with fewer than 500 employees, a small business that otherwise meets the SBA size standards, a 501c3 with fewer than 500 employees, an individual who operates as a sole proprietor, an individual who operates as an independent contractor, an individual who is self-employed who regularly carries on any trade or business, a tribal business concerned with the SBA size standard, a 501c19 veterans organization uh, that meets the SBA size standard. So those are the people that qualify. Uh, so if this is something that you are that you first qualify for, then go ahead and do that. So uh, what are they looking for? Hopefully it's helping you because I really want to make sure that as you're critically thinking and I've been <laughs> looking through this stuff like back and forth, making my notes and highlighting stuff and everything. Uh, so again, it's just something you have to make as far as your own decision, right? So lenders will be asked for a good faith certification and that was that page two and it says that the uncertainty of economic conditions makes the loan request necessary to support ongoing operations that's one of the questions the borrower will use the loan proceeds to retain workers and maintain payroll or make mortgage lease and utility payments Number three, borrow does not have any application pending for a loan duplicate, dupl duplicative, duplicative, there we go, duplicative of purpose and amount applied for here. And then number four, from February 15, 2020 to December 31st, 2020, the borrower has not received a loan duplicative of the purpose of the amount applied for here. Uh, note, there's an opportunity to fold economic loans 
uh, being made January 31st, 2020, and the date of this loan program uh, becomes available into a new loan. So basically, you can combine the two. Uh, all right. It looks like... Oh, hold on. A little note here that I guess I should read, too. Uh, if you are an independent contractor, sole proprietor, or self-employed individual, lenders shall also be looking for certain documents. Final requirement will be announced by the government. That's in parentheses. And these documents, such as payroll tax filings, forms 1099 miscellaneous, and income and expenses from the sole proprietorship. All right, so be ready for those forms if you're going to decide that that's the way you're going to go. Uh, next page is going to be uh, how much are you going to borrow, so they break that one up. And then uh, they also say, will the loan be forgiven? So I'll give you this, too, for your critical thinking. A borrower, a borrower is eligible for loan forgiveness equal to the amount the borrower spent on the following items during an eight-week period beginning on the date of the origination of the loan. Payroll cost, interest on the mortgage obligation, rent on a leasing agreement, payment of utilities, and they say gas, electric, water, transportation, telephone, and internet are those utilities. And for borrowers with tipped employees, additional wages paid to those employees. And their note says the government is now advising that because of high participation, it is anticipated that not more than 25% of all forgiven amount may be non-payroll cost. All right. So I did my part in reading the just the data. And that's coming from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And I also uh, got the loan application. I showed you guys where it is. So now the critical thinking part is truly what's the purpose of the loan? It's still a loan, so that means you're going to end up having to pay back. It's, they said 25% might be forgiven, so 75% of what you're asking for in some cases, that means that you're going to end up having to pay for that. So is that possible? Is it possible to get a grant as opposed to a loan? Because I do work with like grant money from time to time when things come up. And uh, sometimes it's not, from, well, most of the time right now, it's not mine. It's coming from someone else. And I'm just uh, either an instructor under the grant program or, you know, trying to work out something similar to that. So maybe there's a grant for something that you want to do. Go look out for that. Uh, there's other thoughts, too, that you really want to include. So uh, your significant other is going to play an important role here. What's their comfort level as far as uh, loans versus grants versus, you know, sticking it out? Unemployment is another option as well. And I believe the unemployment for Florida uh, was going to go up in like an additional 631. So now the um, people who are... Uh, eligible for unemployment has been including those that were independent contractors as well. So a lot to really think about as far as options. I'm looking at the Forbes magazine right now. There's an article in there and they're giving some options as to what you have. This is a April 2nd, 2020, financial help for freelancers and independent contractors affected by coronavirus crisis. And it looks like this is from Richard Harrock, is a contributor. 
and uh, this one is in Forbes magazine. So uh, from Forbes, they're giving you a few options. And the CARES Act was 2.2 trillion in existence. This is pretty awesome. So number one, they say unemployment compensation benefits are now available for freelancers and independent contractors. So if you are uh, thinking about that, the CARES Act even increases the amount of benefits by 600 a week. I think Florida was like 200 and something a week, I believe, like 275 or something. So uh, if it was 275, you're getting an extra 600. So that would be like 875. And uh, again, I don't know those numbers, but that would be uh, if it's, I, I think it was somewhere around there. Anyway, that's Florida. You got to look up your state. And uh, so this is saying that it's from the CARES Act, it's increasing that 600 per week. So 800 per week. And uh, in the Florida case, using that for keeping your business solvent, if at all, or if you can't have your business going, I believe that's probably what they're, the more intent it would be, uh, then that's going to help you out in the time being. Let's see. Number two was a $1,200 payment from the IRS. That's supposed to be $1,200 per person. So if you're a married couple, you're getting $2,400. Uh, plus an additional $500 per dependent, 16 years or younger. And in order to qualify that uh, full amount, you'll have to earn $75,000 or less in the prior year and $150,000 or less if you're married. That's where you could qualify for that. And that's supposed to go straight into your account if you filed electronically. Uh, $10,000 grant for freelance and independent contractors under the CARE Act. So this one is really great. I'm, I'm a proponent on grants because you've got to pay those back. So I love that. So that's one of the things that they have. And you would have to go to covid19release.sba.gov hashtag number sign hashtag and that's what uh they have here on the forbes magazine is how to reach that so it says uh under the cares act independent contractors and freelancers are eligible to receive a government grant up to ten thousand dollars you are not required to repay this money to the government. The application process involves filling out an SBA form requesting an economic injury disaster recovery loan, which provides for a quick advance up to $10,000, even if the loan is not granted. Uh, so this is a grant and they tell you, um, hmm how you work this one out this is really a good uh, article from Forbes magazine so again this one was Forbes magazine the heading of it is financial health for freelancers and independent contractors affected by coronavirus uh, uh, and it's April 2nd so April 2nd is where you get this all right, I think that I've covered generally just about everything. There was a few other things that are, that's been on here, but I'm just trying to get you to, to know that there's some options out there and that there's a few other things that you could probably look for. Uh, there are even businesses that are pledging things. I see Facebook launched a $100 million grant for small businesses. Freelance Union created a fund that will offer financial assistance up to 1000 per freelancer. Google has pledged to donate $800 million to help small business gain access to capital. So you might uh, just start looking for some of those things and see if there's 
any way that you could qualify for some of these. And I would always go grant first because you don't pay those back. And then if you got to go loans, you got to really talk to all your stakeholders involved. And if you're a, uh, a company with more than one owner, this is a big conversation that you might have to have on Zoom, right? Because it's social distancing <laughs> or whatever you're using. Uh, telephone, right? Good old-fashioned telephone. So everyone will know exactly what to what to do. So uh, that's it for this episode. I don't actually have a tip of the week this week, okay? So correct me some slack on this one. I'm not going to do the tip of the week. I'm just going to leave the episode as is. And what I'll do is I'm going to come back next week and either with an interview or just another thing that will help with your business during this trying time. But right now, this information is pertinent because I believe you have to make your decision very, very soon uh, if you're going to go this route. So hopefully, uh, just giving you some information to help with your critical thinking is going to help you out, all right? And... Let me know if you uh, what you think about it. So you go to Sheldon at safetyconsultant.us. That's going to be my home base from now on, safetyconsultant.us. That's the membership site that I started that is going to, not going to, it is, helping people that are in our job as a safety consultant and truly this membership group you could either join it just for the resources that's one level uh, you could go in there and you want to get the networking in the community that's another level that you could join or you actually want to get in and you want to use this for some products you want to use this for services you want to get some extra coaching from me uh, that's another level and with that third level you could get some affiliate marketing uh, so that you could also have a product available for you that I've put together through my, uh, well, it's Primus Institute right now. I'm kind of thinking of changing the name, but it's truly where I've created some courses online so that you now, if you were to sell the course or provide it through your website for your uh well, not employees for your clients, then you get a percentage of that too. So that is the third level. So you go to safetyconsultant.us, safetyconsultant.us. That's pretty much where I've been hanging out. Uh, so if you want to find out more, that's the website there. Go ahead and join. And then if you need to email me, it's sheldon at safetyconsultant.us. All right. So stay safe out there. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.